Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Puzzled Minds Podcast. Uh, today, we have a double special. Uh, one of them is from our last episode, uh, who, who brought the idea uh, to the table. Um, it's Emily. So everyone, welcome Emily again. Hi. And uh, the other guest that we have is Stuart. Um, we, we were actually on his own podcast. It's called Six Feet of Separation. Um, it's still in the works, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but we had a really, really great time talking with him on his podcast, and we thought that he would be perfect for this topic. So um, everyone, again, please give him a warm welcome for that. Hi, everyone. Um, so today's topic, again, you know, is brought to you by the letter T for time travel. Um, in today's episode, we'll be talking about the types of time type uh, types of time travel. I think it's like a tongue twister, maybe, um, and what you use it for, and what things you have to worry about when when we use it. Um, so to start it off, I think there's a lot of, of ways that you can look at time travel, but I think the one that um, a lot of people like know and there's like two main one. It's the the fate slash fixed timeline mm. and the paradox dynamic timeline um and so the one that i guess a lot of people are are familiar with is like the fate one so that's kind of like in the sense of um the events that have happened already happened and you can't really change it so um an example that i saw was um let's say you want to go back and kill hitler um so you try to prevent world war uh world war ii so it wouldn't matter if you switch it out to like another orphan baby, it wouldn't matter because that baby would end up becoming uh, Hitler anyway. And the show would go on. So you couldn't eliminate the, you couldn't eliminate the cause of the situation. It's automatically going to happen no matter what, just in a different form. Yeah. That's, that's if you believe, in I guess fate. in, in the yeah. fate one. Um, the other one that I think a lot of people are familiar with is the, the paradox one. Um, so that's the one where, um, you see, in a, or, well, for instance, let me, let me go back. So the fate one, another example of that one would be like Terminator one. And that's always going to show up no matter yeah. how, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other example, uh, so if anyone wants to follow through, if you just type in, um, time, time travel example, it's, a uh, there's an image that was, uh, illustrated by a guy named Adam Hill. So shout out to Adam Hill. It was on velcrosuit.com. Um, but he, he, you know, he had said, for example, of fate would be like Terminator one shining girls and 12 monkeys. I've only seen the first one, so I can't really, I've seen 12 monkeys. 12 monkeys is actually a really good, if you've seen the TV show and sci-fi they did, it was mm-hmm. really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, unfortunately I don't really have any comment to that one, but 12, uh, shining girls is that the, that's not like the, the shining comma, like the girls in the shining I don't know because I've seen The Shining and I'm trying to understand how that is an example of time travel. Like I'm thinking that I just have the wrong idea. Like maybe it's not The Shining I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well too. It might be some other. Because all I all I can think of are the twins, like in Mm -hmm. the hallway. Yeah. And how is I don't know. I don't know. Um. So the other one is the dynamic one slash uh, paradox one. And the most common use of, or the com- most common example of that one is back to the future. So, um, you know, you, you try to wipe yourself out or, uh, you know, for instance, like you try to go back in time and try to prevent something and then it ends up alternating um, the, the future because of something. I guess that's like the, the butterfly effect. Could we say that? Well, it's yeah. 
So, because going back in, because in Back to the Future, he was going back in time. There was one to like what he had to make sure his parents were get married because he was fading in a photo. Yeah. Wasn't like anything. So he had to ensure something happened to make sure that the timeline he's going back to happens, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be the paradox one. Yeah, that's that's the example that they they used. I don't know if anyone else can kind of elaborate on that, but because that's the example yeah. that I'm thinking. Because Back to the Future is basically you. He, because I remember Marty McFly was basically trying to make sure that you know where because he was going back. He was going back to his reality, but he had jacked up his reality by I guess changing the past. Mm-hmm. So he had to make sure that his uh, like he met his mom and his dad both when they're like uh, I think in high school or something like that. And then he had to make sure that his dad fell in love with his mom. But the whole premise was that his mom, as in the past, started digging him because he's from the future and all this cool stuff. So he essentially was erasing himself from the timeline. So he had that photo of his, he had that family photo from the future. And every single time he was doing something, he kept looking at the photo to make sure that he he was still alive. Because if he wasn't in the photo, then what he's doing is actually erasing himself. Making it worse. Yeah. Yeah, So that's... That's uh, it's kind of like the grandfather paradox, I guess, where it's it's kind of that same concept where like, hey, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, would that eliminate you from the future? But if it did, then you technically couldn't go back in time and eliminate your grandfather. Whoa. That's kind of like what I said before. Remember on the last episode when I mentioned that I don't think that time travel is going to exist because wouldn't someone have come back already? Yeah, I... I agree with that. Like my, my thought on that is like, it would have happened already. You know, like we can sit here and say we haven't invented it yet, but let's say we did invent time travel today and went back into the past to our past selves and our past selves were saying we haven't invented it yet. Like that would completely nullify that. So like, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's T part. I think it's either it hasn't, like we can't say it hasn't been invented yet. Like it would have already happened or we just haven't reached a time in our current period where they went back in time too. Like maybe they time traveled to 2021 or 2050 mm-hmm. or something. And like yeah. once we get there, we would see time travel for the first time. And I guess the interesting thing about that too, I think you, I guess the basic on my understanding of it, wouldn't you only be able to travel from the point in which it was invented, right? So let's say for example, in 2020, I guess the reason why, like for example, like when you guys were saying like we would already seen it maybe it hasn't been invented yet so let's say for example it gets invented in 2050 so would it be from 2050 on you would be able to time travel back and forth and also as well too what is what are we talking about in terms of time travel are we talking can we go forward in the future or only going in the past because technically if you're going to the past the point in which it was invented would be the only point that you could start from right that makes sense like if it's invented in 2020 from 2020, you'd be able to go into the past, but you wouldn't be able to, so no one would be able to come back to 2020, right? I guess okay, that- Okay, so I have a question about that. If you invented it, but you couldn't go back in time to the, like before the moment you invented it, how would you know if it worked? I guess you would, I mean, that's a, that's also the one thing, I guess, when some movies, like they have like, John and I were talking about this earlier, where some movies in, like interpret time travel as, your like conscious goes back into a prior body. Like let's say for example, like, you know, Emily, you know, you go back to yourself as 12 years old. So your age now, oh you go back to a different body. So there wouldn't be two Emily's, you would just transfer your consciousness to a different body. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole like different version where there are two versions of yourselves running around. Like where you now go back at whatever age you are right now, you go back in the past and then there's a current 
you running around. God. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Yeah. There's that. Have you guys seen that show, Travelers? That's basically that concept. Um, it's like a dystopian future, and because of newspapers and Facebook and all of the social media, they can pinpoint where someone is at a given point in time and basically transfer their consciousness to the past into that person's body. Now, it kills that person's consciousness, but they t- technically try time traveled into the past to prevent whatever the catastrophic event is that caused the future. Oh, so are they transferring themselves into an, their, like their former selves, or this is random people that are just jumping into their bodies? Just random people, um, <laughs> which essentially wipes them out. Like it kills that person, but then their future, like that person's consciousness from the future, takes over that person's body. So everyone, it's almost like body snatchers too, where they're just you know everyone else thinks it's the same person, but in reality, it's someone completely different. Mm, okay, that's interesting. So, John, what are the other types of time travel? Uh, so I'm going to like briefly mention the other two because I don't really like, I don't really fuck with them, honestly. Uh, the first <laughs> one, if we're being completely honest, the first one is rinse and repeat. So an example of that is like Groundhog Day. I guess it says where you're trapped having the same day over and over again until you learn your lesson. That, to me, that's very... Is that uh, even tactical? Or you're just stuck in some sort of maybe maybe not time travel in the traditional sense, but time travel in the sense of you know you're you're going to the forward, but then you're going back in the sense of like repeat, like rinse and repeat, like it says. Like that one, I don't, I don't really, I don't really believe in that one. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem very plausible. Yeah, that's more it's, of like a like a cinematic type of thing. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that falls more in the category of like. Like, I feel like real world example would be someone with dementia or even like 50 first dates where mm. you live the same day over and over again. Um, it's technically not time travel per se, but to that person, you know, I guess it kind of is. 50 first dates is exactly what I thought of. And I'm wondering, would it be like that and that you would wake up and not know you were reliving the same day? Or would it be more mm. like you woke up and you're like, fuck, I'm in the same day again. Yeah, I, I, I feel like to Happy Death Day. They did the same thing where the lady kept dying every like she kept waking oh, up and yeah. knew she was gonna die that day, and then she kind of kept gathering knowledge to break out of that endless like violent loop. Yeah, that's that's weird, I guess, because I always thought that like I guess there's two perspectives now. You have the one where you are conscious of it and you try to get out of it, or you're like the 51st days where you just like. It's just like day one all over again, like nothing, anything that happened. It's like that. You would never know. So like I actually go to your guys' points, actually. There is a, this is a a sci-fi show that came out. It was an amazing show done by Tim Miller called Love, Death, and Robots. It was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And they had one episode. They did like, they're like 15-minute shorts, but they kind of run. There's a guy basically, this is one episode where pretty much this guy wakes up and he's in, um, so it's like in the far future, like Star Trek future, like year 3000, something like that. And basically what happens is this guy, the technology has evolved to the point where people are jumping through like, I guess, light speed gates. So what happens is he jumps so far into the future, he's already dead. It was something wild. Like he jumps up like, like 20,000 years into the future. So every single day he kept waking up and he started realizing that he basically was stuck in this, like he got trapped by this, like alien, uh, alien being that basically was making you, it basically was feeding off of your energy but it was making you relive the day over and over again. So every single day until like his physical body died, he was reliving the same moment he was having that moment of him jumping through the, 
the light speed tunnel. But the thing is, his mind was getting wiped, which was the interesting thing. So technically, you would not suffer because you don't know. The only time you would suffer in that Groundhog Day scenario is if you knew every single time, like, fuck, here I am again. Here I am again. Yeah. It would be insane eventually. But I think, like, when I think back to 51st dates, I'll be honest, that is absolutely terrifying. Like, if you wake up thinking it's the same day, right? Like, for her, for example, spoiler alert, at the end, like, she's on a boat, right? And she's watching videos. <laughs> like, her her thought was, I went to sleep in a house in a bed, and then I woke up in the morning on a on a yacht in the middle of the ocean. Or, you know, what happens when you're, you know, let's say that happened and you're 25 years old, right? And you're living the same day like you're 25. And all of a sudden, you're 80s year old and 80 year old and you wake up and you're old and you're wrinkly and it's like just yesterday i was young and ready to go like that psychological breakdown oh yeah i I have a question about that because i was just thinking about age um i think this is a really interesting thing and i i can't get off my mind if you travel to the future okay and you die would you go back and like live all those years until that moment that you travel to in the future when you die or do you disappear until that moment when you die and then all of a sudden it's announced that you died i think if you're going for logical perspective like if you die in the future if you die in the future you like your your existence is up until that point in which you're now gone so i don't see how you could continue beyond that point uh i think from the perspective of everyone else you're, you disappear like you're not there like you're traveling and you're living those years and experience but if no one is observing you like they're just going through life at a normal speed you know yeah so that's what i thought like they're going through life regularly you're just not around because you skipped right. ahead and then died but i don't know it just kind of it just kind of seemed interesting like why would you not be there for those years yeah, I've always been confused about tra- traveling forward into the future. I've never understood that as much because I've always understood as traveling into the past, it's like time folding on itself backward. Like it right. seems like, but going to the future almost, I think the, the best way I've seen it explained was almost, um, what was that movie Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey? Where basically he didn't mm. age. Mm-hmm. So time, so time, like he was in a position where he wasn't aging because time was standing still around him. So technically he traveled into like, I guess the yeah. future because when he came out of that zone, when he came out of that, you know, like realm, he basically was, his daughter had like aged up and almost caught up to his age, right? His daughter was almost like similar to an age than when, similar to the age that when he left. So I've never, I've never thought it was possible to be like, I'm just going to bypass all this stuff and go forward. I've always thought that maybe uh, time traveling into the future would be you would be in some sort of a stasis in which future time would travel, uh, time would move normally, but you would be exempt to all that. Mm-hmm. And then you would like wake up in the future or something like that. Like the whole, you always see those stasis chambers and people wake up and then like for you, it's probably like a blink. You go in and then you wake up. It's probably a blink of like five minutes or even less than that. And then three years have gone by. So, so I actually have a question about that. So do you guys know, or do you guys uh, read a lot of like Stephen King? Uh, hopefully some, some hopefully someone does eh, i'm familiar yeah okay. not too much there's a um a short story that one of my uh co-workers had told me about so you know shout out to her her name's allison uh it's a it's a short story called the jaunt or i'm sorry yeah the jaunt is anyone familiar with that one uh, no so um from what i understand it's in the future humans are able to to um, instantaneously uh, teleport. 
but to do that, you have to be unconscious. And I think uh, someone in the story faked it and their mind got shattered. And hmm. if I, if I butcher that all Stephen King fans, please forgive me. Um, but you know, that, that raises the question then do we have to be under some con, you know, some kind of unconscious state to, to not feel like, you know, any type of like mental damage or like, you know, I, I didn't even consider that until she told me that story. And I was like, Oh shit. Like what are the ramifications mentally? You know, if you're traveling faster than the speed of light, just, you know, how does that affect you? I guess you'd have to just almost assume that you'd have to go with like the whole, like, I guess, you know, you know, Hollywood perspective. Like you would just have to assume that you wouldn't get damaged along the journey. Like you just assume that like you can just do it if I get damaged, you know? Because I don't think you can really you can really make logic of okay how would I not how would my mind not shatter traveling because would it be and it also depends on what form of time travel are we talking about because in some shows like that one I forgot what the movie was but the one with Michael Bay where the beginning of the movie is a Michael Bay film the beginning of the movie starts off with a kid holding a photo like holding a photo of himself at four years old like four or five years old at a birthday party but he sees his adult self in that photo. And this is before the whole time travel part of the movie starts, but he's physically being removed. So it's almost like you're teleporting, like you're talking about, you're teleporting from one point in time to another. That part, I've never understood. What is that? Would that like, that's the part where I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Interdimensional jumping. Like, I don't know what even that is or reversing of time is like, I guess there's a, like the Avengers thing where he's going back in time, but basically they're saying you're going to, different timelines that have already happened. So you're going to different scenarios that have already happened in the past. So I guess if your mind, you would have to be, you'd almost have to hope that you don't lose your mind along the way because you're seeing things play out mm-hmm. and then you know what you just came, you probably would forget what you came from. Yeah. I, so it's interesting because when you topic time travel, like for me, and I know we talked about it a little bit the other day of just like traveling at the speed of light um, or getting close to it. And basically time traveling to the future in the sense of it's a one-way ticket, right? Like, um, you know, the closer you travel to the speed of light, the slower things are around you. So like, for example, if you're on a train and you're going, I think it's like 99.99% the speed of light. If you spend one year on that train, the people on the train station, it's going to be like 233 years that go by. Right. So like you only aged a year, but everything around you has aged rapidly, Um, you know, and there's there's this thing called the twin paradox, too, where, um, you know, you have two twins and one person takes an interstellar trip near the speed of light and comes back and is significantly older than their twin brother or sister. Um, And it's even seen with astronauts where I don't remember his name, but there's an astronaut who he spent the longest time in orbit around the earth and he's, he's came back and he is technically, I think it's like two tenths of a second younger than everyone else when he left because of that. Um, but when you say that, are you saying that like his physically, like his body physically was, not, was not as aged as some of the people around him? Yeah. Correct. So what, what accounts for that? Like that's the part I'm interested in. Like when you said about the training analogy, like what exactly is there some sort of like force field? I mean, yeah, it, it comes down to, I don't remember the full details, but it, it deals around with like relativity. So 
for example, like objects in motion, right? All of that is relative. So if I'm standing still and a train's going by at 40 miles an hour, it's 40 miles an hour. But if I'm on a train 20 miles an hour in the same direction, then it looks like that train's only going 20 miles an hour based on my relative position. Um, now, that is true for everything except for the speed of light. So the speed of light is like the only thing that doesn't necessarily have a relative motion, I guess you could say. So no matter how fast or slow you're going, the speed of light is going to remain a constant speed. Um, and I think it was Einstein who had this thought or this theory of, hey, if I stood on a train station and two bolts of lightning struck me or struck down on the left and the right side of me, first of all, he's going to see it at the same time, right? Because light's traveling at the same, at the speed of light. Like there's not going to be a difference. But then if there's a train passing at that same exact moment, traveling close to the speed of light, technically, right, you would think the closer lightning bolt, you would see the light first. But because we know the speed of light doesn't follow those rules, it caused Einstein to create this whole thing and basically say time has to slow down in order to make that still true for speed of light. Um, and I don't know the full details of how that all works, but I know there's also a gravitational thing. So like technically if you orbited the black hole for like, let's say five years, you return back to earth, 10 years have gone by. Um, so there's things like that. And um, I just find that really interesting because technically the closer you are to gravity, I think the slower things age. And if you look at that, even on the smallest scale, that means your head, your brain is actually slightly older than your feet because of gravity. Mm. Do you think, do you think that Botox people like creators hate time travels because they keep people younger? Yep. Um, I don't think that we've like hit that point in time travel yet, but I'm sure that people who, use or administer Botox, think to themselves, I don't want anyone traveling to the future to stay young. I, I think so. Um, the other, the other um, uh, time travel thing is the, the multiple universe, which that, that, um, that theory freaks me out. I always think that's a good one. It makes, yeah. it makes, it makes sense. I think it makes, it makes the most sense out of everything because the multiple, like it's look at Avengers Endgame. Things have already. It would make more sense that you're able to travel to things that have already happened to then to things that have not. Like, it, every yeah, I guess. I guess the whole. Outcome. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I guess the whole, the whole concept of that. There's another. There's an infinite amount of universes, and that, you know, there's the same exact one right now that we're having this conversation, except me talking right now it's it's not me it's you know it's Stuart talking or another universe where emily's talking right now or you know x amount of universe where everything is completely like 99.99 percent the same but there's just that one difference like that i don't know my mind like bends when i when i when i think about stuff like that that scares me because it makes me think like what's the one thing about my universe you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah. yeah, what makes yours unique? There's this actual, like, um, I always keep referencing comics and movies, but there's a really cool comic called Black Science that actually deals with this kind of theory. And essentially, it's, they describe the universes as like an onion, like time travel as an onion. Mm -hmm. So essentially, the core is the prime universe. So let's say if you're the prime universe, you are the universe that the scenario started in. So like, let's say, for example, the podcast, the, this podcast we're having right now, there's a universe where this is the one that started, right? 
And then all the other universes around it are all the variations of that prime situation. Mm-hmm. So that's how they describe it. So they, the characters in that essentially have a device that can pierce through like these, un- these layers of the onion, you know, these different universes, but they're actually damaging them. And that's kind of the story. So I would I would think that makes sense. Like there's one universe where it's the prime universe in which we're having this podcast. And then all the, all the other ones are just variations in which how that situation transpired. Yeah. That's interesting. It makes me think of the simulation theory, right? And who is the original that's not technically a simulation? And there's a probability, but it's such a small probability compared to all the other simulations, right? So it's like, you know, for us to be the base, I guess, reality or dimension, like, yeah, there's a really small chance that it is true, but then there's an even bigger chance that it's not. Yeah. And would it it matter? Maybe for your conscious. Like just for your push, like it, it would matter. You're like, shit, man. I'm not the, I'm not the base one. Let me ask you guys this: What is everyone's fixation on being like the OG? Like, what what would it matter if you were not the prime version of yourself? You're still yourself. You're just not the prime version. Like, even if you're a copy, like, would that like shatter your guys' minds? Like, if you've somehow found out, like, yo, I'm not the prime John, or you're not the prime Emily, or the prime Stuart, would that be like, like to a point where your mind would break? I think it would be a relief of responsibility. Mm. <laughs> I, would like, I would like, oh, thank God. Someone out there can be better than me and do better than me. And I could put my name on my name on something like that because I'm them. Well, you wouldn't know they exist, though. That's the thing. You wouldn't know. Like, that life is, the versions of yourselves are different. You know, but you said, what if we found out? Like, if you found out, you it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, all, like, the, I guess if you do probability, you would have to assume that one of the ver- infinite copies of yourself would be thoroughly successful in some degree, right? Yeah. What is the probability of, like, you know, like, is there a ratio? Like, is it always going to be 50-50? If there are infinite copies of yourself, like, half of them, half of your copies are doing well, and then half of your copies are, like, murderers? Hold I don't up. know. I think you have to consider all the different levels of doing well and not doing well. Yeah. Like so, wait. So, what, think about this. What if, okay, let's say that you're not the prime. Yeah. You know, you're not the prime person. What if when you die, you die because the prime person took something that they needed? How so? For instance, like the prime guy, he's like, damn, dude, my heart hurts. Like, let me, uh, let me, let me go to universe let's call this five let's go to universe five and take my my uh my other other self's heart like what if that happens what if, well, what that if that's be, the reason why we oh die? oh my god what, what if that's happening to us now well you well that would i guess it would make if to make sense of that like basically their actions their prime actions affect you because that means they're the hopping universe so you blatantly see like hey there's a copy of me coming to kill me like remember that movie gently the one where it was all about basically killing your copy so each copy you killed, the prime you the each copy you killed, the power within the ones that are left, it will be split between the power the power of whatever they had, like their abilities was split amongst the ones that were left. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that was the premise of that movie. Like so basically like let's say the prime version of yourself the prime version of John does something that you don't know is a ripple effect in your life. I think that would be more likely situation. Like Mm. He does something. You have no idea that the reason why this happened was because Prime John did something. I don't think it would be like he's coming out like Thanos style. Mm. I don't like yo, what's so, up? I need your heart. I I almost think like if you if you had the ability if there's a prime 
like us and they had the ability to time travel, then technically the multiple lines, the multiple universes, like they would have access to that, right? Because they would technically be creating those breaking points whenever they did travel. Um, and then maybe even expanding that a little bit more, like that almost means they can see anywhere into the past and future of any of these timelines. So maybe it's not even a matter of them, you know, stealing something in that sense, but they look at each timeline and okay, well, in the year 3000, they cure cancer. Okay, let's take that. And now they cured cancer immediately because they saw everything that we had to struggle through and go and they took away. Or they see a, you know, a multiverse with an advanced civilization and technology and now they steal that idea and they just keep gathering all these things from all these different universes, kind of picking them until they build almost a utopia or just this perfect Holy multiverse. Shit. But if you think about it, too, oh, just because you're gathering things from different timelines, you don't understand the effects they may have. It's always like that thing where they said, like, if you brought a gun back to, like, the medieval ages, like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have, it's going to have a positive effect, right? But if you gather the best things from multiple, I guess, you know, like, timelines and put them all together, I don't know if that means they're going to work cohesively. Okay, I have a question about this. What do you guys think would be taken from, like, this timeline like this i don't know this year 2020 i think they would have a lot of things to take away to not do exactly <laughs> don't do that yeah we're the, we're the yeah. don't do it uh yeah. but anything from within our lifetime that like you think would be taken back as like a strategy or a plus or taken forward or taken wherever I think we'd be an example of where how things started, but I don't think there's anything because like if they're coming back in the past, technology-wise, they wouldn't need anything because you can reasonably infer that they should technology should always be progressing, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think they'd come back. But in terms of understanding, like let's say the year three thousand, people now are like asexual and no longer want to interact and stuff like that. You would come back to the past and see the beginnings of, it, of social media where people became awkward and no longer knew how to relate. Or I think we'd be an example of a lot of fucked up shit that happens in the future like yep it started in 2020 like that's what it'll be going. that's why they haven't come back yet they're waiting for after 2020 exactly like have you seen those jokes online now that's like about time travel saying they like they um like a person from uh, like the year 20 like 2050 comes back and says like oh this is the year that the aliens invaded and like what don't you like fucking man, june what, i what don't know man happen? that whole that whole mayan calendar bullshit that says like this sunday is supposed to be the end of the world Oh, I, I saw it this morning. I, I mean, I'd seen it a couple of days ago, but I saw it this morning and it inspired me to text you and then I forgot about it until now. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll be out of, we'll be out of town, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it is. But um, I don't know. That, like that whole multi-universe is, I I think that one is the one that scares me the most, but after talking about it, I think that's the one that maybe is the one that I actually like truly believe in. Yeah. What is the one that makes the most sense? Yeah. But that's provided that this, like that any of it's ever going to make actual sense. Mm -hmm. I, um, I like it because anything you think of could technically be a universe. And I just love that thought mm -hmm. of like as creative as you can get, it exists. There's a universe where it's just a potato. Like that's a thing technically, or, you know, we're all talking spoons or like anything you can fathom could technically be a universe at that point. And even expand on that, the things you literally don't think of are out there too. Like that just blows my mind. Yeah. Also, yeah, Even the things you couldn't fathom, like things that you would never even think of. Mm-hmm. 
here's what I think of a lot. Tell me what you guys think of this. I always think of if we were like in a different universe or a different dimension or whatever, and we had different senses. What like what could I can't even imagine what different senses would be in a different universe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like instead of being able to see and feel and like smell and taste and everything. Hmm. See, I guess we're we're li- we're limited by the senses that we do know. You know, right. so you can't, you can't think about what other ones would be. Yeah, yeah. Two. So, two thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Number one, we're so limited. Even just like the spectrum of color that we can see. Can you like? There's like sea creatures and stuff that have such a broader range that see things so much more vibrantly. Um, but then, you know, you think of like different animals. So for example, for us, right, like our primary sense is essentially sight. Like we see and interact that way. But when you think about a dog, their primary sense is smell. So like if you're walking a dog through an area and you're seeing some, like you're seeing what is there now, dogs are smelling things that have come and left. So their entire perception of what's going on is completely different than ours, just based on the primary sense that they use. Also, well, to earn our senses based off what we need, like that's the interesting and amazing thing about the human body is that we develop senses based off what we're going to need. Like those animals that have those senses that like we don't have, it's because their day-to-day like kind of requires it, isn't it? Like I remember I was reading this thing saying that human, like human beings, for example, that live in colder climates have like wider nostrils. Or human beings that live in like climates of like very limited light, your uh, the eyes tend to be bigger. Mm. So we adapt to based off what we need. So I think that yeah, like our our senses are limited because all the other things that people always talk about, like superhuman abilities, the reason why they're superhuman is because technically you don't need them to really thrive in like our society. But if yeah. I think honestly, if human beings needed certain things, one they wouldn't be superhuman because you everyone would have them, so you you need it for your day to day. And also as well too, it's like, I don't know, like it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to think that in different timelines, also as well too about Earth, are we just assuming that the Big Bang happened infinite amount of times? Because what's the probability of that happening? Because that's also something I've always wondered as well too. It's like, are humans always going to be like the dominant species on all these timelines? Nah, there's got to be some like ruling, like 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 Stuart said, like ruling potatoes, like. You know, there's a universe where potatoes rule. There's a universe where where dogs rule, where dogs are kings. You know, and well, humans are humans are like the like like you you ever seen those those pictures of um like roles being reversed um in the sense of like everyone like the cow is drinking out of like a human human udder or you know like um what's another example um like a cow eating a human, you know, like being the, ver- the roles being reversed. I feel like there's, it would be something like that. You know, like the infinite universes that we have, it would just be complete opposite roles. Cause also as well too, the evolution, it's like, what, I mean, what's to say that like, we're the thing that crawls, you know, like it's always depicted something crawls out of the ocean. The first sentient organism becomes this, that, and that. And then, you know, monkeys and then humans show up. That's to say that like, it doesn't go a different route one time. You know, it doesn't, it's not like it's always going to be us evolving to humans. Like there's probably a reality like you're talking about where maybe, I don't know, like lizard people are like the dominant things, you know, like lizards are the ones that kind of evolve into some sort of humanoid hybrids or whatever the case may be. But mm. Okay. So I have a question about all of this provided they're all different unit, uh, each a different individual universe or dimension, not to get, 
too like spiritual but would they each have their own god that like created that universe i think that's the question i mean one there's a debate of whether like i guess you know you believe in a higher power but i guess if i guess you can reasonably infer that something had to create those universes who's yeah. to say it's the same person because it's infinite realities is there one ruler over all realities or one ruler per reality and then who's a ruler over those real those rulers that's the whole conundrum it becomes yeah and there's well, also the reason i got to that question was that i was thinking i don't know why the first thing i thought of in all these different universes was a bible and like how other universes might have like different random books as the bible like i was just i there's a harry potter book on the nightstand so i just thought to myself wow in one universe this is the bible like yeah it's in in, in this universe people do believe that harry potter is the bible true <laughs> Yeah. And there, so there's like, you know, there's that thought that every time you have a decision to make the universe or the multiverse splits and there's um, a universe where you did a decision and there's a universe where you did B decision. Right. So like, if that's the case and we're basing off, you know, God of creating these multiverses then technically wouldn't each one of us be a God because based on a decision we do or don't, we're creating all of these different, you know, multiverses. Well, that would be for every single person, right? For every single yeah. human being in that scenario. So we're all gods? Maybe, yeah. I mean, and then the other piece too is, you know, if there are multiverses and we go back to like time traveling and things, maybe deja vu plays into that. Maybe deja vu is a splitting of the, the universe into uh-huh. a separate one or something, you know? And then there's okay. just that faint, like this feels familiar because either Probably you're going through it or, or it just got myself doing it. Yeah. I don't know. So that would actually be pretty crazy because I'm sure we've all had deja vu moments when when we're 100% sure like yo this has happened before. So um so going off of that deja vu type of thing, uh there's this thing that I saw on 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 Reddit and it's by user woodskull101 so he he had this idea where what if time travel exists because in the form of like gut feelings. So you know how in a lot of situations we have that gut feeling that kind of tells us like not to do stuff. What if that's our conscious from the future warning us not to do it? Like instinct almost. Is yeah. Yeah. That is, is like foreshadowing of something that our future yeah. knows would happen. It's yeah. like, hey, don't do that. Like, don't, don't eat that Thai food and rip your asshole because it would be so damn hot. You know, like, what if that's the, what if yeah. that's. I feel like that's your past talking, not your future. <laughs> well, it would have to be your future because your future knows what's going to happen. Like, you have explosive diarrhea. That's um that's Seems really like experience is where you've got yeah. that from. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because like that makes me think of my subconscious, right? Like your subconscious works at a speed so much faster than your consciousness, right? And I would and I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I'm pretty sure that your gut is a reaction of just subconsciously whatever's going on, right? So technically, in a sense that like what you're just saying is true, like your future self or your subconscious, which you consciously haven't caught up to yet is saying hey this is a bad idea even if it's a split second or a couple minutes like you're yeah like i said your subconscious is almost ahead of your actual thoughts so it is your future self talking to your your current self your present self also well too let me ask you this if we're going going back to the multiple reality realities thing if you're able to travel to multiple realities like, don't you think that would damage your mind eventually? Because you would not know, you would eventually forget which reality am I from. Oh my God. But also, like, would there be like, by the time that 
came around, would there be like parameters or like blocks to prevent that from happening? Or would that look like something like medicine? I mean, you couldn't. I mean, well, I think eventually you would have to be, it would have to be like a limited amount of trips you could do, a limited amount of jumps, I guess you can do. Because I would forget like this moment right now, let's say I jump to 10 different versions of this podcast where I do something slightly different. How would I remember that I came from the reality where I was sitting in the chair instead of on the bed? Or I came from reality where I was downstairs instead of upstairs? Like, I would, you would just forget eventually. Well, I wonder, would, would, I don't know. To me, I feel like time travel had, to me, has always taken, in my head, days, you know? Like, I just assumed that it would take days. So, I just have always thought to myself, if someone were to time travel, it would be, like, an all-day thing, you know? What do you, what do you mean, all day? Like, like, as in you would go one place, and it, it, like, takes a long time to be there and do whatever you're doing there. And, it, like, it's a whole day occupation to go one place. So, to travel to 10 different places, like you were saying, I feel like would be it would have to be really, really fast to, for, to like forget where you came from. I guess, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying because I, I guess if you were to come back, let's say for example, you were sitting in a room and then you were to all of a sudden time travel to the person that stayed in that room, you could be gone for like 50 years, your time. And when you come back, that person, it would be two seconds for that person. Okay. I, that's not always that, been how it's depicted. Like remember, in, I mean, I keep going back to Avengers, but that's how it was where Captain America left. And then two seconds later, you see him on the bench and he's like 50, like he's like 80 years old, but it had only been like two minutes for the people that remain in that reality. Okay. That makes sense. Like, I guess like with time travel, what is the, also as well to what is the metric unit we use to measure speed in time travel? Is that even in, would that even be invented? Because it has to be more of a light speed, right? Because we can measure light speed. I feel like time travel would have to be something that is time travel based off speed. That's also one thing I've wondered as well, too. Like, you have to go so fast that, you know, I guess the laws of physics and all that stuff don't, like, they just all get shattered. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, like, the faster you get to the speed of light, time slows, right? So, when you actually get to the speed of light, time stops. And then if you surpass the speed of light, which, you know, I think current state is not possible in any way, then my thought is time would start going the opposite direction and reversing. So that's the thing I've always wondered. How does the, how do you dictate whether you're going forward or backwards? Because like, for example, remember in um, back to the future, you had to go at 80 miles an hour and get struck by lightning in your DeLorean. That's how you like you took off, but it's always, how do you stop yourself from aging? Because in, when I'm thinking about it in my head, if I'm going at the speed of light, wouldn't I be going so fast that I'm rapidly aging myself? but time is slowing around me. So everything else stays frozen, but I'm aging myself. So I drive like a bajillion miles an hour, let's say for example, and then I get out of that car and I'm now like 120 years old, but everyone around me is still the same age because I aged myself. So isn't yeah. it, isn't that the way that, that Stuart had said, like if you go at the speed of light, then everything stops. So technically your body, maybe like your, not your body functions are stopping, but like maybe the aging process is stopped. Yeah. So, so like, Sorry, go ahead. No, you know, you're good. You're good. Like the way I understand it is if you're the person traveling almost the speed of light, you age normally like you would like just sitting here, right? Like for you, a year is still a year. However, from the outsider's perspective, mm -hmm. the person who's not traveling at the speed of light, you know, 200, 300 years are going by at the same time that it only took you to age a year. So you're, you're not necessarily stopping 
um, yourself from aging. It's just based on the speed and time you're aging a lot less rapidly than everyone else is outside of traveling the, the speed of light. Um, and so here's something I, I want to bring up and I want to get everyone's thoughts on this. So there's this thing called um, directed panspermia and ultimately, yeah, it's a great name. Um, and ultimately what that is, is, is this thought, or I guess this theory of, you know, you have all of these habitable, habitable planets in the universe, uh, but no life forms on it, right? And so what you do is you send out all of these, I guess, genetic packets, genetic soup, like microorganisms out to these planets, right? And then eventually over time, the goal would be that, you know, they would evolve and essentially become some types of organisms that you could interact with. And so the thought is, hey, you send out those packets, right, to all of these habitable planets, and then you travel there close to the speed of light. Now, what we just talked about with time, right, let's say it takes you 10 light years, so 10 years of your physical self traveling at the speed of light to get there. But then when you get to the planet, hundreds of thousands of years have gone by based on everything, we, you know, the time and all of that. Yeah. And by the time you get there, there's a full society of alien beings, essentially. And I'm not gonna, give me a who's to say, <laughs> who's to say we're not, who's to say we're not that. And, you know, somebody sent these packets out and eventually they're going to travel and meet us here and be like, Hey, congrats. You did it. And we are the ones oh who kind of ah, set that's that up. A whole different fucking ball game. We're like, <laughs> we got sent here in a Ziploc bag and then by some alien species. And then we evolved into humans and they were actively traveling to mm -hmm. us right now. What, what what is this called again, Stuart? Um, so it's a mix. So there's like I don't know what the combination with time travel is, but the one thing is just directed panspermia, which is you know trying to populate, yeah. um, you know, habitable planets. But then you you couple that with time travel, and yeah, it's just it's mind blowing that you essentially send something out as a um, point B. I saw it on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I can't remember who he was talking to, um, but he mentioned it. I'll just see. Let me see. Cause I do want to give him credit. Yeah. Um, well, I guess while he's looking at it, let's, um, so if you guys could, um, like go back in time, just, you know, just, just for one time, let's say for like a day, like where would you go to? Cause, um, someone I was talking to said, <laughs> he said that he would go to the moment right before OJ got called, like his driver mm -hmm. He said that he would be like a fly on the wall. Um, like on the like the moment literally right before OJ's driver got called and seeing how like his driver would have been panicking like oh shit oh shit oh shit then now it's time to go. Um, for me, I think I I originally said that I was going to want to um, go to uh, like right before or like during the time of like the Atlanta child murderers uh, with Wayne Wilson or Wayne what's his name Wayne Wayne Williams I think. Um, because for for a while I. I didn't think that he did it. Um, but now after like having this podcast, I kind of changed my answer and I kind of want to maybe go back to like the pyramids because I want to see, you know, if, if they really were the like ideal species smart and they were able to build those pyramids or if some outside force helped them, you know? Yeah. So where would you guys go for like the day? Just be a fly on the wall. I would have to go to somewhere in somewhere in the Roman Empire. I've always been fascinated with them. That the Romans like, like gladiator fights. 
not really just seeing like the beginnings of things like i don't know ancient greece or ancient rome or like see the beginnings of like democracy see the beginnings of things we use now like, mm. that's the wild thing about it like the beginnings of stuff that we do now like who started math like who one day was like yo i'm about to make numbers and then make all this wild stuff happen with them because that's the stuff we use now incorporated with a lot of other things mm-hmm. So I think I would probably go back to the times where, like, I don't know, ancient Greece or ancient Rome, probably, like, ancient Greece. I've always been fascinated with, like, you know, war tactics and just even, like, the hedonism of the time they had back then and just how, like, why did we have once, like, one period of time where so many philosophers just were out there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what accounted for that time where all these great minds, you know, came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden just disappeared. So. What about you, Emily? So my first instinct actually was kind of similar, but totally random for me. Like, I don't know why it came into my head and it's kind of out of character, um, but would be really cool still. I would go, I thought about going back to the very first Olympics Mm. to see like what kind of events they had for real. And like, I don't know. I I don't know. It just came to mind and then it was really cool. But then I thought about like more personal, like what what would be personal and impact me as in my life and my family, whatever. And um, I think that's so cheesy. I would go back to my, uh, my grandparents wedding. Um, So my dad's parents, just because they were a really, um, my whole life, they were just a really beautiful example of love. And I think that I've seen a lot of photos of their wedding and, um, I don't know. I just think that that is a day that I wish that I could have experienced with my family. Mm. That's sweet. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what about you, Stuart? So for me, um, I think I would want to go back and see Leonardo da Vinci just because oh, that yeah. man and his inventions and how far ahead of time he was like, he invented so many things or had so many sketches of things, whether it's bridges, tanks, Um, parachutes scuba diving equipment like you name it and that man thought it up so far in advance from things actually coming into play it just it blows my mind like is is he a time traveler i don't know but i want to go and find out because you know he had all these ideas i just want to see his creative process and how he even came up with any of that that's very true yeah because he had some ideas that even now it seemed like people would invent even if you were to invent it now it seemed like it would still be innovative tanks bicycles you name it like he sketched it up at least if not created something um okay yeah it's so interesting let... to me because i sorry john there you go it's just interesting to me because at that time was he like i'm sorry this is such a weird comparison but was he like a dr seuss like when i think about that i think about when he was doing that it may have seemed like how dr seuss creates all these weird things yeah, and he probably don't exist. You know what I mean? Does that sound dumb? <laughs> no, I think a lot of people look at him like because back back then you didn't have many people like that. Like I don't, I'm curious to see would Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo, any of those people, like these innovative thinkers, would they have been considered innovative today? Because nowadays, like the average person that is, I guess, creative, there's more creative people on the planet than maybe back then because things were a little bit more rigid. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's like he was just like the first like I don't know like first weirdo out there you know like the first guy that's like what I don't want to play by the rules because that's what because like, I've never noticed like 
all the people that are successful, you know, are like, not just like innovative, like whether it's Steve Jobs or people in music and stuff like that are always people that go against the grain. Like they think outside of the box. So it's, I mean, you could reasonably infer that he was just one of like the earlier people that did that because if you see those, he's even like, didn't he have like some innovation in like surgery and stuff like that in the human anatomy? Like he knew a lot of wild things. Like that, that did not correlate to each other. Like he's busy making designs for a fucking plane at the same time, knows how to draw like internal organs. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this dude? Like he just didn't care. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's think of it this way. What if, if you, if we believe that, um, Leonardo da Vinci was a time traveler, what if his conscious or what if Elon Musk is the, the modern day Leonardo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, dude, Elon Musk is a Da Vinci. Like he is a Da Vinci, bro. I'm telling you what right now. That, what if he is Da Vinci? Like he's constantly reincarnated. It's just a yeah. cycle. Every generation gets their own version of this guy. No, he probably went to sleep. Like Leonardo went to sleep for like I don't know how many years, and he's like, you know what? Let me just. I think I think now is a good time to wake up. And then he's in the form of Elon Musk. Dude, it could be. He said, like, let me come back, but give me a new name. Yeah, let yeah, me like, let me let me change history again. That's weird. Elon Musk is like a adventure man. The stuff he's doing, we can't even fathom. Like yeah. he did two weeks ago, he just sent people to this place into space. At the mm-hmm. same time, he's still building self-driving cars and also building tunnels underneath. You know, United States where you can travel from one place to the other in thirty minutes. Like, how mm-hmm. how does your brain work like that? I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys think of him? Just wondering. A traditional, like a like a traditional genius in a traditional sense of like he has such a high level IQ that he understands like most things, not just talented one thing. Like he understands like I think if if he tries something, he could understand it. Like he just that's to me what like a genius is. Like a person that's like, oh, I've never seen this. Let me go ahead and just like figure this out in like nanoseconds like he's one of those people okay everyone else i want to hear everyone yeah. uh, i guess i don't i'll be honest like i don't know enough to really form a good opinion on him like one way or another like i know you know he has spacex and tesla and like all those things i think he's very business savvy um but just from like a personal standpoint what he stands for like i i, I don't really know um i I know a little bit about him from like the stuff that I've read, like what, like what to do with said, like how he's trying to make a tunnel to, for, you know, electric cars to get from point A to point B faster to not have to deal with traffic. And, you know, he has SpaceX, Tesla, and he has some other project. I can't remember what it was, but he's always so busy. And like, I don't know how he has so much time. Like, I don't know how he finds time to do anything, you know? And so, I really think that he's like a modern day, modern day genius. Like there's, I can't think of anyone else. Like Jeff Bezos is like a, what is he a billionaire or a trillionaire? I don't even know what he is anymore, but he's, he's a genius in a different way. If that makes sense. You know, Jeff like is more of like what Stuart is saying, like a business savvy guy, yeah, but yeah. like Elon Musk, man, like when we're forgetting about Neuralink. Oh, like Neuralink, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dabbling in so of various things that aren't even really related to each other and has a complete understanding of them. Like, that's the thing that I just don't think anyone can do. Like, geniuses come in different forms. So when you have a person that's, like, just 
so vastly intelligent that they can understand most things or be successful in most things. Like I do believe Elon Musk could like Elon Musk could understand most of like he could do it. I honestly think he could run like Amazon. Like he could do that. Like he's just mm-hmm. not interested in that. Versus mm-hmm. like you have like other people like uh, let's say like Tim Cook or um uh, Steve Jobs. Like does Steve Jobs know anything about, you know, like implanting a chip in your head and being able to like do all that stuff? Now he doesn't, but he can build like one of the most technologically advanced, you know, pieces of equipment on the planet. But that's intelligence in a very specific avenue versus Elon Musk. Like we just talked about, he's doing all these crazy things that I don't know. Like you said, how does he have time to even think of these things yet? Yet again, to even understand, take the time to learn all these things individually. How much, how much of it is he knows all these things versus he surrounds himself with experts in those specific fields? You know, because, oh, yeah, you know, it, it's almost the, like delegation where it's like, hey, like I have the ability and the resources to bring, you know, the best minds in all these different fields together. And then they're the ones that are doing the true brainstorming and kind of breaking things out. But he's more of, you know, um, figure. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking out, to, out of my own curiosity. Yeah. Well, I asked you guys that question because I don't know why, and this is like, honestly, a judgmental opinion to have, but I have just always got the vibe that he is nuts. I think most intelligent, most intelligent people are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I agree. I think, I think to an extent, I totally agree. Honestly, not even to an extent. I think the most intelligent people are some sort of nuts. But I, the, my thing with him is I can't like – quite put my finger on it that much you know like a little bit I can but like I can't really identify what's so so crazy about him you know like Mark Zuckerberg have you ever seen Mark Zuckerberg try to emote <laughs> human emotion like he's just so smart he can't like it's like robotic yeah like that was gonna be my next question do we like I'm so, I know this is kind of veering in a different direction but do we think that they're people like do we think they're I know they're, that's kind of out there, but do we think they're real? Like, they're vastly superior in the way their brains like develop. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, they just are cut and built differently to the point where, I mean, whether or not, like, I, I guess, like, you know, you, you agree with like their philosophies, how they look at things, like, that's one thing. But, like, in terms of actually sheer innovation and how they push society, like, you can, and you have to admit, like, these people are pushing us forward into the future. Like, Facebook is something that revolutionized everything. Like Facebook kind of almost started social media as much as man, but then the first thing, like you could say MySpace maybe was, but Facebook is the first time, like I think I started seeing one application integrated into every fabric of our life. That's, that came from a dude in Harvard, one guy, you know, and then a month was busy fucking launching rockets into space. And I think it's like the first private owned company to ever like launch a spacecraft in this space. Like these things are just, it's we're living crazy times, but at the end of the day, I'm just saying they're all time travelers. So, yeah. well, yeah, it, it makes me wonder like if other people had that same opportunity, right? Like ultimately sometimes I think it comes down to just time and money because, you know, they strike gold with something. So, you know, like Facebook, for example, and now you have so much money and time because you don't actually have to do the work anymore, right? You're like you sit back and you're getting paid because you hire all these people to do all the work. So now you have time and money where you can become more creative, take bigger risks, take bigger chances and go invest and do all these different things. And 
now you look like this unbelievable mastermind because you know, even if two out of 10 things you invested in are extremely successful, like that's a huge win. So like, if you were to have people, there's probably a lot of people who, if you gave them that same opportunity mm. would either come up with the same and, or even better ideas. Um, if they're in their shoes, it's just, they so happen to get lucky and strike it big with something. And then, like I said, afford them the opportunity to continue to figure things out. Sure. Yeah. yeah I guess this whole, this whole conversation has kind of like, made me look at elon musk in a different way so i'm just going to go with that he's a time that he is leonardo da vinci that's what i was when i asked yeah (laughs) when i asked like do we think that they're real that's i was going to like come full circle to that because if he's so different and thinks so differently than us my two explanations other than are they real would be did he is he so smart that he came from one of those other universes that we were talking about earlier yeah or is he just from the past and found a way to come back or to stay? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's actually a good way to end it. So, you know, do you, if you believe in time travel, who do you think nowadays was from the past? Or the future. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, Reeves. Or future. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves immortal. We all know that he's a mortal or a vampire. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't, we haven't, mentioned his name at all until now when we talk about time travel that's he is like the embodiment mm. of of not aging he does he <laughs> does he does he walk at the speed of light because he doesn't age he must. Is, that, is that what it is i don't he know must. that uh, yeah that's that's weird <laughs> um well thank you thank you guys for having you know having the time to, to come out and break our break our brains and think that people are from the future um for for Stuart, you know, like I said in the beginning, uh, be on the lookout for his podcast, um, Six Feet of Separation. Um, you know, he. Do you want to kind of explain a little bit about about what it is, and maybe you know, if people want to to do an interview with you, um, maybe they can reach out to you. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, I am creating a podcast to just create a platform um, for people to come and share, whether it's personal stories, experiences, things that they've learned. Um, even if they just need to vent or just need an ear to listen to them. Um, there's no topic that's off the table. So whatever people want to talk about more than welcome to. Um, and the reason why I call it six feet of separation, um, it's part of, you know, six feet distance with COVID, but then also apply on six degrees of separation where, yeah, even though we're six feet apart physically, you know, we're, we're all a lot closer than we realize. And if we just took the time to kind of sit down and listen to each other, we'd, we'd realize that. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone's interested in um, being on the podcast, you can send me an email. So my, the email is studio 612 and that's S T E W D I O 612 at gmail.com. Um, yeah. So when today, when I did it, we had a, we had a blast. Um, so, you know, for all yeah. the listeners that, that did it. Um, I encourage you to to have that conversation because it was. I don't even know. We talked for like two and a half hours, something yeah. like that. It was like scheduled for like forty minutes, and it went like yeah, two hours. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell we talked about, but it was a it was a blast. Um, you know, so if you if you know if you like that podcast or this podcast, smash that like button, that follow button, whatever the hell you have to do. Um, follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, Instagram is Puzzled Minds Podcast. 
Twitter is Puzzled Minds Pod, and um, our email is puzzledmindspodcast at gmail.com, where we do encourage people to um, submit a topic um, they would like us to hear, or they would like to hear us talk about. Um, other than that, everyone stay puzzled. Peace. <laughs>